Hey, 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 good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is We from the Castle Asian Show, and um, I'm recording this um, in Austin, Texas, in front of a beautiful Barton Spring Pool uh, in the early morning. So, hopefully, the noise is um, not too bad. But, anyhow, um, I do want to um, bring up this episode that uh, we actually um, went live on Facebook um, last week um, regarding commercial real estate, right? Uh, I was um, I was meeting Jason Guesting the other day, the CEO of EXP Realty, and long story short, uh, he told me that if there's two things that's going to bring up, uh, it's going to blow up EXP in the next uh, five years or so. Number one is going to be our re- relocation program, and number two is going to be our commercial real estate. But yeah, you know, I'm I'm just super, you know, super excited and super grateful to be able to um, know Daniel Eng and uh, Kevin Wong. And um, they're not even in my revenue share group, right? Um, just to show you the, the, the collaboration at uh, this company. All the agent is helping another regardless of, you know, what family tree, if you will, they come from or who sponsored them and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, um, I happened to run into this gentleman uh, in a conference. We end up becoming good friends and uh, just uh, help each other and, uh, you know, support each other business without asking for anything back. But without all further ado, um, I'm going to go ahead and um, give it up to them and uh, our wonderful co-host, May, uh, that is hosting them. And I hope you're going to really enjoy this episode regarding commercial real estate. What is it for us, residential agent, if we want to get started in commercial, what is the step that we need to take in order to uh, pivot our business into uh uh, into a bigger into a bigger pond if you will this is where all the money is commercial real estate but without any further ado uh, please give it up to Min, Daniel and Kevin see how you know commercial real estate is just so much different than residentials so we have a lot of new agents in um, you know in the in today's sections. And I guess usually when we talk about being a real estate agent, we're gonna think about going towards the residential, uh, you know, real real estate first. And then what brought you at the beginning of why you decide to go with commercial real estate. And then for any of the agents here who just, you know, curious, how can they get started in commercial real estate? Because all they know is maybe residentials only, like for me, because what, you know, what brought you at the beginning of why you decide to go this path, not the other path? Well, I think, I think a lot of it has to do at the beginning of your fundamentals, right? When you take your real estate classes, 99% is all residential base. So that's all, that's what you learn to get your real estate license. Um, and, you know, commercial, it, you know, it is a niche and it, it is a smaller uh, sector of agents, right? But on the residential side, I think it's just the easier way to navigate. Uh, but both Calvin and I, uh, direct, um, out of college has always been a focus on the commercial side. Um, you know, I think our background, you know, both our fathers were in development and also own uh, commercial real estate uh, in their career. And that's how I fumbled upon it. And that's how, you know, right after college, I've been in the commercial sector, but I've always had to improve, right? And um, I think for new agents that are in residential or in this company or thinking about how do I get my foot into the commercial world, you need to find a commercial practitioner willing, like I, earlier I said, is willing to mentor you. Right. And the thing is, don't don't maybe not even take a cut. Just like, hey, I want to just work on this deal with you and uh, just kind of shadow and not take a cut. And that's how you're going to learn, because all most commercial practitioners, any the larger companies, they start on a 40, uh, 50, 50 or even a 60, 40 where they're only taking 40 percent. Right. So they had to start somewhere. And that's the same thing for any new uh, residential agent or a resident seasoned residential agent trying to get into commercial, you know. Because every deal is going to be different. Our contracts are different. Um, dealing with different landlords or, or um, you might be dealing with a REIT, right? That maybe there's a, or a pension fund. I mean, there's so many things uh, with these other investors that you're dealing with. There's multifamily, there's industrial, there's office, there's retail. These brokers are all specializing in different things. And, you know, a lot of the resi commercial agents, what I call residential people who are doing some commercial I think they need to find a good partner to work with, you know, um, at the same time, it doesn't mean you don't want to learn. We have, I mean, that's why this platform on EXP is great because we're the only company that really teaches 
the commercial, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, items and education through our EXP world. Calvin, you know, teaches um, commercial leasing every month. Uh, Keith Andrews teaches, um, and there's other great leaders that teach different things. Uh, Charles Swanberg out in LA teaches about industrial. Uh, James Davis talks about um, RV homes or RV parks and mobile home parks. And, and you know, we've hit over 700 plus commercial brokers uh, around the country. And that's significant over the 12 months. You know, So you can see the growth is there. It takes time because we are like a startup. But we have the foundation of what EXP, Glenn Sanford, uh, Jason Guessing, and these leaders have created for the past 11 plus years, you know, and now, you know, being part of the Asian network, this is just helping uh, just one of the groups, right? Because we are a very diverse group of uh, a company that's very uh, focused on diversity, right? Because we have our EXP One platform where everyone, you know, we all uh, celebrate the uh, African-American, Latino community, the LGBTQ community, things like that. So Asian is just one of them, you know? So getting your foot in the door uh, is not easy. However, it's not impossible because of the way we're using technology. We're using our resources of great talent leaders coming into the company. Uh, Calvin, you want to add to that? Anything on uh, new agents trying to come into the business? Yeah, so the main thing is like, uh, because the learning curve is so steep, yes, from the residential side, uh, one may master the whole transactions, the process, it's very easy. But coming into commercial, uh, I think one thing is like, you gotta be very patient because there's so much things that can go wrong throughout the process. Like Daniel mentioned, like there's no like, like standard forms or promulgated contracts. And that's why all the you know landmines that you got to be very careful uh, on those transactions and because there's so much knowledge involved you got to be patient um, you know the best thing is to partner with a mentor or commercial brokers that can you know help guide you on you know throughout the process and you know I know sometimes it's tough right you feel like oh man like uh, I'm giving out too much you know percentage away um, but on the flip side, you got to think about the mentors that's giving you the knowledge. It takes them years to become who they are today for them to just like show you like, you know, just like if you think about the HVAC technician coming to repair your HVAC, they only spend like 15 minutes to fix it. Right. And they charge you a couple hundred dollars instead of, right. But you still pay it. But the thing is because they behind the scene, they have, you know, go to all this classes kind of learn the skills of the trade and to become who they are today they are the expert so within 15 minutes they charge you a couple hundred dollars you still pay it but then you'll be like oh i can do that too but but you got to understand because they show it the way that's how you can learn it like so fast so mm -hmm. gotta use a different mindset to think about it it's, it's, it's always going to come back to you because those knowledge that they show it to you is priceless because it's going to help you to do like hundreds of transactions down the road. So if you use that mindset to think about it, then, you know, you, it's easier for you to kind of let go of that um, perception. Oh, I'm giving too much away. Think of it like how much you can get it absorbed from the knowledge and experience from that uh, mentor. I mean, Calvin and I collectively all almost uh, 40 years in the commercial industry, right? So when you talk to us and we're helping, that's 40 years of different experiences and, and different backgrounds that's helping you or helping a mentee. So, I mean, that's, for me, I feel like that's priceless uh, because that's what we're doing. And that's what we're helping other people in this company uh, in Boston and Chicago. Uh, we've connected with so many people in this company. I mean, it's just, it's just mind blowing how in 12 months has made a difference over my 20 years uh, of doing uh, business. So yeah, yeah. I just love how you share that as well. And for me, I feel like commercial real estate would be 
you know, quite more challenging, but also more excited as you continue to learn. And um, you can learn so much from, you know, the experienced uh, agents who already been there, done that. And it just helped you with the whole process of getting the deal done, right? At yep. the end of the day, you want to get the deals done. So yeah, just going back a little for, you know, the first um, 20 years ago, can you tell us how did you get your first client and what did you do to close the deal? You want to oh, go? I want to go. <laughs> I want to hear that. Well, I, I think uh, mine, uh, I think was unique. Uh, it was more of a family uh, asset that we purchased. Uh, I was looking on LoopNet. LoopNet just started. Uh, they are they are owned by CoStar now. And this was a internet company that was trying to do listings. And I found a pizza hut in down in Waco, Texas. So if anyone's in Texas that knows Baylor, uh, we own that little pizza hut. Uh, there. And that was my first uh, triple net deal uh, to purchase with the family. The second deal was actually a retail shopping center uh, syndication uh, that I did and uh, was able to raise a half a million dollar to buy a uh, $2 million property. Uh, we still own that asset today. Um, and that was just raising, you know, having 10 people that had $50,000 and I just raised that to make five, half a million dollars. Right. And then we just went to the bank at the time. It was a little easier. And we were able to purchase, I mean, it wasn't easy. Nothing, nothing is ever easy, <laughs> but you know, that was the first couple of deals and just continue on and just purchasing more assets. Uh, of course, during that 2008, um, you know, a lot of the banks were not lending, but then there were foreclosures. So you, you would have to have a good relation uh, with these other uh, banks because when there is a property and you, you never know, right? So we were actually uh, acquiring other foreclosed assets uh, from 2008 to the 2012. And, um, you know, we might see that again, but maybe not as uh, deep at, as, as it was in 2008, but we will see some stuff coming along. Calvin, what were you doing? He was doing bigger projects. Well, 20 years ago, um, that's a long time ago. As you know, all my gray hair, I mean, my memory <laughs> loss and all that. Yeah, so tw 20 years ago, I was, um, what year was that? 20 years? No, I was uh, in college. In college. Yeah, so out of college, I worked for uh, Goldman Sachs in the uh, commercial real estate uh, division. So we have a multi-billion dollar fund that we uh, deploy to acquire uh, class A properties, retail. Billion as in B. <laughs> uh, yeah so that was 20 years ago that, that's a lot of money at that time too um wow and um yeah so we do a lot of like bigger deals and whatnot and um you know it's exciting and but the thing is it's not it's not mine <laughs> but i i got the experience i got the knowledge i got you know to to deal with you know like high caliber um people you know investment bankers and all that stuff but, um, you know, I, I partnered with Daniel in 2012. So 10 years ago, um, you know, my first deal is, it's, uh, is a leasing deal. Uh, obviously, it's uh, one of the assets that uh, Daniel and his family own. Um, so don't, I think the thing is like, it's don't be afraid to do smaller deal, right? Commercial uh, transactions can be smaller than residential transactions. For example, if it is like a small like office space or retail space, I mean, the commission, it's like very, very minimal. It could be like a couple hundred dollars and things like that. But one of the things is like, you got, again, going back to the mindset, it's, it's better to, to make mistakes in smaller deals that you can have time to recover than to make the same mistake in bigger transactions that it's make it harder for you to recover. Right? Just think about that for a second. Mm -hmm. It's right. It's it's easier to recover if you make like let's say the same mistakes in a smaller deal than to make the same mistake in a bigger deal because once you are dealing with a bigger deal, the clientele is different. Um, you know your reputation and all that. So it's, it, it it comes you know have a bigger impact. So don't aff be afraid to start small. You know get your feet wet. You know roll up the sleeve do everything that to kind of get the knowledge, get the experience going. And, and that's kind of like what I did, um, you know, <laughs> and, you know, like, you know, it's a, it's a humble start. Right. And, and, you know, obviously uh, partnering with Daniel and thanks for the opportunity that kind of from that 
kind of like you know we grow and, and do you know much bigger deals afterwards um, well because i wasn't good in math so i had to get calvin who's good in math see <laughs> wow. so, so yeah, I'm sure. this, um, good question go, go go back to that pizza deal you know how, how you know if that pizza deal is a good deal well what do you look for well, that, I mean, at, at that time, you know, it was a triple net. So when you're looking at triple net deals, uh, triple net is pretty much what we call mailbox money. Uh, you own the land. Pizza Hut is a ground lease. They, they, you know, they built the property and they, they, they do a uh, sale back. So when Pizza owned the property, they build it and they, they sell uh, the property back and they lease back for 30 years, right, with options. So they handle all the property tax, all the maintenance, anything with the property. I just lease the ground to them. And, you know, I have a uh, check that comes in. Of course, there's small increases every five years. And it's, it's, a, it's really what, you know, I think investors look for not having to deal with any headache or management, right? Um, at that time, I think it was trading maybe closer to six and a half cap. Um, you know, now everything's trading uh, around four. Uh, now it's slowly going up because of interest rates, but other than that, you know, um, it's a, it's a good deal. The value has of course gone up because of location and, you know, everything else that's over 20 years ago. So, wow. uh, <laughs> and, um, but you know, I, I think, I think the main thing is, you know, when you're looking at different products for investors, everyone has a different appetite. So I think one of the things I saw was, you know, how do people, um, get started or, or at least um, how can they add value to, to commercial agents, right? Because I did, I was in another franchise uh, on the commercial side and I was in a, you know, residential company as a, one of the market leaders. And a lot of these agents would just give us referrals, but they would not qualify the clients, right? So we, we got too busy just trying to, you know, qualify people. So, you know, I think the main thing for agents in our platform please go to those commercial classes. Every quarter, we, we do like a certification on a fundamental on commercial real estate. Everyone in this company should get, should get certified. It's free. Michael Simpson with the uh, National uh, Commercial Real Estate Association, he teaches that class, right? It's, it's usually a five to $800 class and he's teaching it for free in EXP. I know EXP is uh, paying for that in a sense to help us. Right, so take those classes that we offer. Go learn um, the the different markets, right? Office sector, the different um, uh, product types. Uh, listen to these product specialties uh, groups, and then from there, once you have that foundation, and once you you know refer stuff over, at least you're kind of qualifying that client, and you know what you're doing, you know. Uh, and because if you can save us time, we can close faster. Right. So think about that. So if you can refer stuff to us and we can close it faster, that's more money to your pocket. So that's why it's important to get that education. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, if, if agents are trying to do syndicating, go to those seminars. There are plenty of education on raising capital to syndicate deals for investors or, or if you're an investor yourself, that have a real estate license, you have, there's a plenty of groups now. We didn't have that 20 years ago. Not the way technology is being utilized. You guys can get on Zoom calls too. You know, you can have thousands of people on a Zoom call or a webinar and, and learn. You know, now you got YouTube, right? But you have to be careful what you listen on YouTube also. Uh, so just find a good um, solid uh, leader or mentor to, you know, that you're learning from. Um, you know, Min, anything else you wanna ask us? Yeah, for sure. I know I do have a list of questions for you for today. <laughs> no worries. I'm not going to run out of questions, but yeah. First of all, everyone, if you are interested in get started in commercial real estate, make a note right now that you're going to take the next commercial certificate class with EXP, just so you have the, you know, the basic information. So whenever deal comes, when the opportunity comes, you know who to ask and what to ask and how to get the deal close. So um, you mentioned earlier, um, uh, Daniel and Kelvin, that you usually we're gonna look deals for look for deals in LookNet or you know CoStar, right? Is that do we have any other um, source when we when just to look for commercial deals or to help your clients? Let's say somebody asks you know where to lease a certain locations. What do you, what do you do? What do you, how do we look for opportunities or deals? 
Calvin, you're looking at deals every day. Uh, yeah, so this, this is, uh, you know, unfortunately with commercial, we don't have a single single source of listing platform, right? So residential, you guys have everything kind of go through MLS. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like commercial, we also have off-market um, deals. Um, so that's kind of like same as residential. It's about the, you know, the network, right? You know, who you know and what you know. Um, those are the off-market stuff. Like, you know, people are trading off-markets, um, especially with like a big portfolio institutional, um, usually they are off market because um, I mean, all the big funds are buying, you know, each other. Um, you know, I think Prologis, which is the world largest uh, industrial owners, they just announced that they are acquiring Duke Realty for like 56 billion or something like that. I just saw that headline. But anyway, so where do you find deals? Where do you find listings? Um, there's a couple of websites that, you know, you can go. Um, that that is free. Um, it's loop, of course it's Lobnet you mentioned, and then the the other one is called Crexi C R E X I dot com. Um, those are free to browse as well. Um, that you can find listing, and then like for auction platform, you, you can go to Ten X. So it's T N dash X dot com. So those the, that's the uh, you know commercial real estate um, auction listings platform. Um, those are, I, I, you know, there's, there's other um, smaller ones, but those are the main one that the general public can go look for, you know, listings and, and um, you know, see what's out there. And, and um, so um, but on the commercial broker side, um, most of the brokerage, commercial brokerage firms, they have subscribe, a subscription to uh, CoStar. Um, so those are the paid subscription. And uh, we use that a lot. We basically use that every single day. Um, and um, yeah, we also, you know, look at crackc.com. Uh, we also have the, the pay subscription. So those are the two main ones that we go to um, from the broker site. And, and also, you know, for off-market deals, we, you know, EXP Commercial, we also have another tool called Reonomy. You know, this pulls up uh, landlord information and kind of breaks down to the individual owners of the LLC or the limited partnership. And sometimes we can get phone numbers and emails, uh, which is key because we're doing research all the time. So if you can, you know, have a tool to kind of, uh, you know, get off market deals or contact the owners to see uh, when they're, you know, when they want to sell or if they if they're maybe they have other opportunities, uh, because sometimes we can see when the mortgage is due. Right, because uh, that you know we were able, they're able to pull that information. So what? So pulling that data and knowing like, oh, their their mortgage is due next next year. We can call them ahead of time. Like, hey, do you have any plans to? Uh, because they have to get a new loan, or if it's not renewed, they have to go get a re, uh, finance refinance. So uh, those are just opportunities uh, and just one of the tools that we use. Uh, there's other tools out there, um, and every state sometimes they have a different. Uh, platform for searching. Uh, I know Florida has another database. I know California might have another database. So there's other companies out there. Uh, oh, we lost Daniel. Sorry. Uh, you're back. Uh, yeah. Yay, are you back? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, you know, whatever uh, Calvin mentioned earlier, those are other tools that we use. So yeah. Yeah, if we, you can, um, some of our listeners, they asking for the website, if you don't mind, just kind of responding for the, I did, I for did. The, um, the, the website that we have to pay for it, the last two that Daniel mentioned, mm -hmm. um, just so they have it as well. And we do have questions from, from, uh, from the attendees as well. So if you have questions, just feel free to add it in the chat comment. So then at the end, I'm going to ask Daniel and Kelvin all together. So um, you mentioned earlier that, you know, we're going to make mistakes, of course, not only, you know, in residential, but in commercial as well. Can you share with us, you know, one of the mistakes you have made that kind of have somewhat the impression or, you know, a lesson that you kind of have to remember for your career? You can go ahead, Calvin, tell your mistakes. Yeah, so <laughs> a very common mistake uh, on the leasing side is um, the demising wall, especially on a new like shopping centers, brand new shopping centers. Um, I think once the one of the commonly mistake is because a shell space mean like there's 
no ace there's no renovation there's no build out it's just a cold dark shell just walls um so whenever a landlord built a shopping centers it's a empty shell it's a empty building there's no walls in between right so one of the things like um i think the common mistake that you know new agents come in is they just assume the landlord will build that demising wall um so that's one of the commonly seen mistake that um, if they are not careful, uh, because landlord is not responsible to build the, the de device, de device, demising wall, shopping centers. So I think once the, so whoever is, is first to go in have to build the wall. So let's say if you are leasing the space next to it, yeah, I mean that, tenant next to it, it's already building on the walls, then you don't have to pay for it. But sometimes they want you to pay half of it whatnot. So it's very important to kind of put that in mind as you are negotiating the lease with landlord um, and also the expectation of your client because the clients may think, oh, the land's gonna build the wall. But you have to let them know, no, that's part of the TI package, the tenant improvement package. That's why the landlord is giving you X amount of dollars to help you renovate and also put up that wall. What will be the, the price range of building the wall? So it just depends on how, how deep, you know, I think it's, it's uh, you know, let's say it's a 60, 60 feet deep uh, wall. It's probably around like, you know, $10,000 to build up that wall. It's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, another thing on our end, you know, when we buy properties, um, you know, we have sometimes even in the eighties or even nineties, there were materials, you know, with asbestos, right? And, you know, if you don't touch the asbestos and you don't, you know, do a re big remodel, it, it doesn't do anything, right? But it's, it's when you can start getting to the remodeling and uh, ripping out old tile or floor tile and the glue that they use for carpets and the, the old tile, the mastic, that had a, asbestos. So sometimes if you don't do your due diligence and do testing, you won't know because even your phase one will not pull it up, right? Because they're not doing testing. I had an incident, um, you know, where we bought a property. It was an older center. The phase one environmental did not show, did not pull a report that I used to have a dry cleaner space there. So when we were selling the property, the buyer did a phase one and the phase one showed that, oh, there was a dry cleaner. So they recommended to do a phase two. So phase two actually goes into doing testing. You have the drill down to the ground. Is there any contamination from this dry clean plant? Well, apparently we do have contamination. It's very little, but then I have to get it cleared, and I got to go through the you know environmental the uh, uh, agency, uh, and I have to hire a specialist. So, well, hiring all that cost me close to forty thousand dollars. Right. So when we bought the property, it didn't show. Um, and that's someone, and this was a licensed environmental company, right. That did a lot of our projects. And for some reason it, it did not pull up, uh, that data. Uh, and you know, we were stuck with a $40,000, uh, closure to just get a piece of paper. We didn't do, we didn't have to clean it because it was still low enough. It wasn't contaminating the water or anything like that, but just, it took us $40,000 just to get a piece of letter that we are clear and we can sell the property with the lenders okaying it. It's quite an uh, expensive certificate for you for that deal, huh? Yes, and that's, <laughs> that's recent, right? But that was an older property we had, you know, uh, more than uh, 10 plus years, you know? And um, I mean, there's a lot of other stories we can go on all day with mistakes. Um, maybe some Calvin doesn't want to talk about. It's too painful. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, we all learn from mistakes, you know, we, we don't, we don't grow if we don't make mistakes. So yeah. it's okay to have mistakes sometimes. So we mentioned about mistakes. How about your successful stories? What would be one of your best deals? A lot of our projects. Alvin, <laughs> your turn. You're on mute. Yeah, I think if you look back in, you know, since we're all in Texas, um, you know, the successful, I think it's, it's, it's kind of a blur, right? What, what do you define a successful project? Because everyone, whoever, anyone that buy, bought anything in the last, you know, five, six years, even to like last year, 
because of the market, the prices right goes up. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just like then how do you define success? Is it because of the market? It's keep on going up. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> right? Because as I reflect, and it's like, okay, I have a client bought this property, and now it's like, it, within like three years, it's worth double. Then I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. is that a successful project, or is it because that's just the market that is helping? And you know, of course, I like to say, oh yeah, you know, that's that's me. I kind of, you know, show them this property and you kind of suggest them to go buy it. And yeah, I mean, it's it's all my effort because it's like, hey. <laughs> But then you kind of think about, okay, that's also because the market has been, you know, on fire, right? So like I said, whoever bought the property. So um, I think in general, a successful project is something that you help a client buy a property and they hold it for three or four or five years. And then they exit, when they exit, it either meet or exceed their um, return expectation when they first bought it. Right. So I think that's how you kind of define, um, you know, so for example, if they going in, let's say bought a property in 2018 and think they're going to make, you know, 50% at the exit and now, you know, they exit at 80% or 100%, then yeah, of course, that's because it meet or exceed the uh, um, expectation. Um, but again, like, you know, it, right now the, the market, you know, with the rising interest rate, um, how do you continue to help your client to navigate like whether it's a right should they wait or should they buy a lot of so I think for me my response to my clients that ask me that question is it depends if you want to be a lot of projects and for some reason it did not pull up uh, or you it's weird do, do you guys my got any echo or feedback it's okay now okay yeah we're good now we know now continue i thought like some calvin jr wants to step in and my bad my bad (laughs) i was monitoring the live chat chat, so we go over that later but continue calvin sorry about that my my avatar is try to come into the reality and take over (laughs) um it is is the the answer my answer to them is like okay what are, are you buying it for long term, are you buying into like trying to make a flip in the next, you know, short term? Obviously, if 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 the thought process is to buy for the long term, yes, we always. I mean, as you, you look at historically, real estate prices have been going up long term. Like throughout the process, it's going to be up and down, up and down. But in the long run, it's 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 you know it's going up. Um, and of course, inflation, right? Everyone's talking about inflation. Um, the money that you're putting in your bank account is losing value every single day because of inflation. So, um, you know, if, if you have some capital that you don't, is not for like your, your day-to-day need or emergency, then yeah, definitely place it into uh, real estate. And that is why we're still seeing um, the interest rate going up, but the price hasn't been, um, slowing down because there's mm-hmm. still a lot of capital. People are nervous about inflation. Investors that have cash in the bank really want to kind of place it on real estate hot asset because they feel like it's safer to be on assets than to be um, putting in the bank. So, yeah. So, you know, a successful deal, I feel like we did during COVID. Uh, Calvin had a we had a project uh, listing for almost five years and, you know, we've gone through different contractors, different developers, different ideas, and it just never could get, uh, get through, you know, and um, during COVID we're able to help these uh, buyer, you know, we, we didn't represent the buyer, we represented the seller, but in order to get the deal done, we had to really pull up our sleeves on this one and uh, get a rezoning on time. We've got a lot of delays you know, and if we were delayed maybe three weeks, the deal would have gone wouldn't have gone uh, gone through because it was on an opportunity zone, a piece of land in the in you know in, in North Texas, and it just happened to be the timing, and everything aligned towards the end, and you know we were closed, uh, the sellers were happy, and because of that, the sellers saw how much effort we put into this project. Um, 
you know, they also gave us other listings and we also helped them purchase other properties, right? So the hard work did pay off, right? Even though it took five years, but that's commercial deals sometimes. Because um, mm -hmm. there were other listing agents, you know, that try to buy the property or help them list and it just, you know, could not find the right fit. And of course the right, right uh, um, uh, amount of money, right? It all comes down to, you know, how much money can they get? Um, but now, you know, we're help, able to help this buyer, uh, this development company actually out from Houston come in and they're spending a lot of capital in the city. So this is actually going to be one of the highlight uh, redevelopments in, in Plano. And it, it's, a, it's a great project and it's really uh, helping the east side of the city uh, because most of the projects have been focusing on the west side of Plano. If you know where Plano is, is this is actually helping and it's, of course, it's just down the street from my office. So it's just great to see this project really take off and, and, and uh, start taking, taking shape. So do we have any other questions in the uh, chat? Yeah, let's, uh, uh, let me get you one last question before I go through the questions from the chat okay. section that we saw that you, both of you really involved into, you know, community events, you know, um, like, uh, different chapters events so do you think that we as a commercial real estate agent we have to be really active in going out going to events and just connect to people is that how you find news and you know connect with other agents yeah i mean i think um calvin why don't you take this one real quick so in texas pretty much everyone knows daniel <laughs> I'm not, I kid you not, like everywhere he goes, he knows somebody, right? So that's like, you know, because he take the effort to get to know the community, to get to know the people. Uh, and that's his, you know, uh, secret sauce, right? To be who he is today and, and being so successful because he's always like out and about connecting with people, networking with people, giving back to the community, helping um, people. I mean, not just on the real estate side, you know, like, other things that he's you know giving back and helping and uh, that's why like he's <laughs> like everybody knows him and uh, and also like you know if you if you have you know if, if you are his facebook friends you know that um he's uh, <laughs> you pretty much know where he he is every single day right whether he's biking or he's like on the trail <laughs> he's always facebook live um that's who he is and that's why like people get to know him and people uh you know Feel like there's a connection with him and yes the i think in in business um you know not just commercial and residential side you always want to be out and about always connecting with the community um because that's you know when people think about if they want to do anything in real estate they would think they'll first think about you right because they they seem to like connect with you and and, and uh, know know about you so yeah, it's very important to, um, you know, be out and about, uh, networking. Um, you know, don't be a secret agent, right? Um, you want to be known as as a realtors, agents, or broker, um, so that when people think about doing anything in real estate, they'll think about you. Yeah, I mean, we're, we, I mean, as as real estate pra uh, professionals and practitioners, we are a resource. Right. So you always have to be a resource of different things. I mean, especially on residential, sometimes, you, you know, uh, agents always get asked a lot of different things, which is not real estate related, but you're that to go person. Commercial is the same way. You know, if and you have to, you, and you have to, you have to make yourself known, right? Because there's a lot of us, right? And it's just like different doctors, right? There's different doctors, which, which doctor you want to go to, which realtor, which real estate agent do you want to go to? So people have to remember who, what you do. And you have to be relevant and you always have to be top of, on top of mind, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I enjoy videos in college. I did videos and with the Facebook live, it's just much easier because I don't have to edit anything anymore. And I just, you know, that's what I enjoy, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I know a lot of people are doing more TikTok, Instagram, uh, which I'm still learning, right? I, I finally posted an Instagram on my personal page. Uh, my virtual assistant, Ella and Mensch, they, they help me post a lot on the social media now, which helps. So, you know, I think uh, going back to their question is like uh, just just being known, um, joining CCIM, joining your local board. Uh, there's other um, 
other associations related to real, real estate, but there's also non-real estate, right? I'm part of other charity organizations and it's not real estate related, but you know, at the same time as you're giving back. Uh, I think when people see the genuine, uh, you, you're going genuinely to not just for business, but really giving back to the community, people see right through that. Um, you know, uh, Calvin, you know, I'm proud of him to be the uh, North Texas CCIM president. You know, and uh, I'm part of the board for the North Texas Commercial Association of Realtors. And, you know, for us to being kind of the only Asians in these organizations, it, it, you know, we, we need more Asian representation. You know, uh, I was a 2016 past president for ARIA DFW, which is the Asian Real Estate Association uh, for the uh, Dallas chapter. They've always asked me to kind of consider the national side yet. I said, right now, I'm focused on uh, the platform building our network. Uh, but maybe in the future, I don't know, right? I was, I was asked to run for mayor. I, I talked to my wife. My wife's like, <laughs> you, you don't have enough to do? I was like, okay, I, I know what that means. So, you know, but at the same time, you can give back in different ways, right? You can go in uh, public service or you can just be that person that just being a servant leader uh, in the community. And I, I enjoy being that servant leader without all the red tape and the politics uh, and just continue to grow and, you know, that was what I enjoy. Yeah, it just amazed me uh, when I, of course, when I get to social media, of course, I'm going to see Daniel there, Kelvin there. It just amazed me of your level of energy um, of, you know, how you keep up with everything else. But I guess, you know, the more you do it, the more, the, the easier it gets you, right? When you uh, be more active and connect with people. So it looks like you already have a fan on, um, you know, on the chat section here, Daniel and, and Kelvin. Uh, I think that uh, Donna was asking, uh, how can we become your mentee? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I so. mean, um, there's a lot of people who reach out to us and we kind of interview them and see what they're needing. Uh, sometimes mm -hmm. it's just kind of guidance and we don't really need to handhold people. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and the same time as, you know, we, we, we don't mind talking to people and trying to see what they're needing at the same time as, uh, we're not here to babysit any agents right now in our career, but if there's an agent that needs help or some guidance and I can, I can, we can at least direct them to other people. Right. So always feel free to reach out to Calvin and I, and, you know, we love talking to people. We like to hear everyone's story and why they want to get into real estate or commercial real estate. So welcome to contact us on workplace. Uh, social media, either way, um, at least we can make those connections. I had an agent that came in from New York that just moved to Dallas and he's trying to get on the commercial side. Someone connected us on Workplace and I met him this morning. So just get, get, getting to know people and you know, from there, it's just, you never know, right? Um, so yeah, so reach out to you know, any of us, uh, any mentor in the commercial side and just, I think the main thing is get to know them first right? Ask them what, what they specialize because you're learning what they're doing. And then from that, that's just part of your checklist of, okay, this guy specializes in industrial. This guy does office. Uh, you know, we, we own properties or they syndicate or they do multifamily. So you're just building up your, your network as well when you're talking to all these um, commercial brokers around the, in our company. We have 700 plus of us. There's plenty of people to talk to, right? Awesome. So yeah. The, the question from um, the next question from Vu is, do I need to join EXA Commercial to do an office lease occasionally, like once a year? It's a good question. So EXP Realty, uh, so the difference from the two companies is because we are two separate companies. EXP Commercial, we have certain commercial tools that we're paying for, right? Our split is still 80-20. We're still on a $20,000 cap. You guys are on a 16 on the realty side, but our tools are different. EXP Realty doesn't hinder you from doing commercial deals. They just want, I mean, in, in your state and, your, and, and, and might be a law is like, you have to be, uh, how do you say, competent to do that deal, right? If you haven't done a commercial deal, then you should refer it. And your broker, your state broker is going to probably tell you, hey, you need to partner up with somebody. But if you've done commercial deals and, you, and you've taken classes and you, you want to do it, uh, the company doesn't uh, hinder you from not doing it. Uh, but just make sure, make sure wh whatever you're doing, you know what you're doing, right? Okay. Just like, you know, I don't know anything about the Houston market. So I send, send stuff <laughs> down to you guys. All right. Uh, very last question because we are running out of time. But um, how do we entry into syndication? Is 50000 usually the minimum? Calvin, you're the specialist. Yeah, most of the syndicators, um, 
they would, yeah, the minimum is like 50,000. But as time, you know, because right now there's a lot of capital in the market, some of the syndicators, they would want like a minimum of either 75 to 100,000 um, a share. So it just depends on the syndicators. Um, but yeah, so 50,000 is like kind of like the minimum that I've seen uh, in today's market. Uh, but some of the bigger institutional, uh, I mean, they, the minimum is like 250,000. Um, but in general, most of uh, the syndicators that you're seeing in the marketplace, it's uh, 50,000. So the last deal you did uh, last month, Calvin, you know, what were you guys doing? Because you guys were raising what, close to 10 million on a $30 million project? Yeah, so um, yeah, we, we, we have more than 100 investors um, on that deal just because the minimum is 50,000. Uh, but but uh, of course we have investors that put in 100 or 200,000 or 300,000. Okay. So there are still $50,000 minimums that you've, you've seen in the market. Yeah. That's good. Okay. I was lying earlier. I'm going to take the very, very last question. Since you and Kevin are not in the Houston market, anyone else you want to suggest? Last question. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, we have ment mentees not just in the Texas market. I think the main thing is you, because you're in that market, wherever you're at, the commercial, the way of doing the business is the same. The numbers, the process, uh, doing the LOI, we just may not know the market, so we can't help you with the market study, uh, but we have other tools to kind of help you and guide you. So I think the main thing is talk to somebody. Uh, if, it, if you don't have one in your market, then reach out to the next city, right? There should be someone in, in, the, in the platform to reach out to. Um, but yes, take those certifications, get on those. I mean, there's something going on every week on commercial right now, and it's going to get more and more, just like your, if you look at your residential calendar, it's like filled every day. We're, we hope one day we can get there on the commercial side as we get more talented, uh, commercial leaders, uh, in the company. So, I mean, 2022, 2022 is just still, we're in May, we're almost halfway there, but I know that, uh, James Wong, our EXP commercial president has big vision for the company. And uh, you know, I know that uh, he's working hard, continuing to brand the EXP commercial platform and uh, really disrupting the market, just like what uh, the realty side has done. And I'm excited for the growth uh, on both sides of the company and EXP global, right? That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, that would be, um, it's 1 p.m. And definitely I got so much more excited listening to what you and Calvin just shared to us in the last, you know, an hour. Last tip, any last word for any of the attendees that we have today who wanna, you know, be there and be successful in real estate? Calvin? Any last for Bolivia? <laughs> well, um, like I said, like anything else, um, if you decided to do, something really just focus and give everything that you have right that's to make it worthwhile so how do people I think can for me is Calvin. yeah go ahead we Calvin, how do people can follow you oh just uh add daniel uh, as facebook friends then you will follow me because every time facebook <laughs> live i will be in it <laughs> and we right. put add daniel in on uh facebook you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm not. I'm not strong in Instagram, but I do have it. But Ingvest Group, you know, you can follow our company and our our, our group. Yeah. Yeah. And um, but I think the you know last words. I, I would think, you know, really, um, you know, change your mindset. You know, follow your goals, but uh, build up your network, right? Because uh, building up your network, having those connections, it just no one can take that away from you. You know, what you're building and the, the, the people that you're talking to, the knowledge, get the education, no one can take that away from you. And the more knowledge you have, uh, the better you can uh, pivot during any uh, market change. So Awesome. Already, uh, um, yeah, at the one, end one, of our panel. Actually, yes, one more ahead. thing, Calvin and Daniel, I, I know that y'all are hosting a lot of events right now to help real estate agents. So, you know, when is your next event? You know, how can we go to your event and learn more about the commercial side or really anything? Because your event is amazing. Yeah, so we're doing a Texas Dash. So we're going, we're hitting Dallas, Austin, San Antonio, and Houston next week. So next mm -hmm. week uh, in Dallas on the 17th is going to, it's going to be a peer commercial panel. Uh, we have other leaders in the industry, not a part of our platform, but they're giving back to the community. Uh, that's on the 17th, which is a Tuesday. 
Then I'm driving down to San Antonio and the 18th is on in San Antonio. Then on the 19th is Austin. And then the 20th will be in Houston. So we're doing this Texas dash. We're going to see how it's our first time, uh, four cities in four days, man. It's going to, oh, and wow. I, I have a big transit Ford transit uh, bus. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, I call it the rev share bus. Uh, <laughs> we're going to bus uh, Tom Trong, one of our leaders in the company and, uh, uh, in the EXP, and um, he's going to be coming down from Boston, but it's a great way to give back to our agents. So, you know, please uh, check it out. Uh, I think we have, we do have a website. It's called myfirstmillioninrealestate.com. And we'll have all, all four links for each uh, uh, city is there. And we're going to be doing this probably every, I won't say every quarter, because it's, it's a lot of work to do to do events, uh, but we'll see how this one goes. And What's nice is you just have other leaders helping out. And I hope the, anyone from EXP or if you're not in EXP watching this, please take a look at that and, you know, please get plugged in. Um, there's a lot of great speakers. We're doing like a TED Talk style. So each speaker has about 15 minutes with a five minute Q&A and just giving back to the community. Wow. Impressive. For sure that we and I are going to be there at the Houston um, event on May 20th, right? Yes, May 20th, yeah, but so you can come to Austin too. So have your team come in Austin. Uh, okay, we well. get your car ready. We go. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, and, and that's you know, thank you for everyone for the Asian uh, Pacific American um, Heritage Month. Uh, it's exciting to be part of this company. I'm excited to be partners with you guys, Min and Hui, and also Calvin. I, I, I'm not just stuck with Calvin. I have, I have 80,000 <laughs> shareholder partners now uh, that I can talk to. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much, Daniel and Kevin, for your time today. It was amazing for you know to learn the best from you guys. And thank you so much for sharing all the golden nuggets to everyone. Thank you so much for whoever you know tune in um, to our event. And of course, we you wanna quickly mention about our upcoming event in May for the Asian American um, Pacific Month. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, um, we we're not gonna stop here, right? We we really believe in this community, so we're gonna keep. Um, for May, you know, the next event, you know, it's going to be a social media panel with Tara, the YouTube superstar, and then with Garrick, you know, the TikTok king. So I can't wait, you know, to show you guys how this, you know, Asian, especially Tara, she was a brand new Asian, right? And she built her empire in, in a short one year with just YouTube and social media. So that, that I think alone is just so much value to give out to the community already. So if you um, if you haven't blocked your calendar already, next week, same time, same day, same link, you know, come up here, you're going to see our flyer and, and let's learn how, you know, these superstars built their first million dollars in, you know, in real estate using social media. All righty. Uh, our next event. All righty. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Daniel and Calvin. <laughs> see you next yeah. All right, I see you in person soon. All right, right. see you next week, man. Later. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thank you for coming.